What up? Zinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And listen to the 80s Babies podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special episode for you. Oh, man. Do it. This is the one that I've been waiting for. Do Basically, we. since we started the podcast, this is one of the episodes man. I've been waiting to do. Uh, it is the sophomore LP for the one Ghostface Killer, Ooh. Supreme Clientele, released February 8th, Ooh. 2000. And yes, let sir. me tell you why this is a special day, first of all. <laughs> um, it took a lot to get this episode to come together, just because, for one, you know, Yinka and I, we have our scheduling difficulties. Sometimes Yinka has to go away during the week, <laughs> so we have to find very specific times to record. Yep. Not only that, we have our special guest with us today. Say what's up, Carlos. What's up, Carlos? And I was recently out of the country, so I had to, yeah. you know, I had this equipment mailed to my mom's house so that I could, you know, get the recording. Everything sounded wow. correctly. I didn't have it at the time that we scheduled this recording. Mm. We had to jump through all these hoops to get this stuff done. Yeah. Carlos just had his birthday. Woo. He was Happy 14, birthday. 15 shots deep last night, <laughs> feeling the effects of it this morning. But we are here right now to record this episode. And the reason why this is such a big deal is because I would have to guess collectively amongst the three of us is this our favorite album it might be it's it this might be it's definitely one of them i was talking to one of the homies and she was like how long have you and outlaw been close like y'all knew each other in college and i'm like we yeah. knew each other in college but we really weren't like super close in college we really didn't get super cool i don't think until after college probably um, maybe and, like 2008 and this was one of the first albums we ever really like just talked about and waxed poetic about I remember sure. you made that mix. He made this dope Ghostface mix. Um, thank you, thank it was you. like 30 songs, like, you know, completely, like perfectly blended with like original samples, all this other stuff. But we sat up for hours just waxing poetic about this album. I remember. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Carlos and I did the same in high school. So yeah. fact, this is probably one of the albums that brought the two of us together. So uh, I guess we could go ahead and just start it off. Yinka, where were you when you heard this album? Man, where was I? Um, I was in high school. I was at Oakton High School in Virginia. Um, I remember buying this album and um, Like Water for Chocolate, like Water for Chocolate. on the same yeah. day. Um, and at the time, you know, being, uh, I, I was getting familiar with Dilla. It had a Primo beat on it, et cetera. Um, I loved Like Water for Chocolate. And I didn't understand this album, and 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 it was so. This was an album that was it was good, but it was like, uh, yeah. Why is he talking about? Uh, I studied under Bruce Lee. He was on the fourth. <laughs> I was on the third. I'm like, okay, this this guy's. So uh, it took me some time to really get into this album, but now I probably never listen to like Water for Chocolate, and I listen to this album all the time. It's amazing. Where were you? <laughs> Uh, so I was at Lake Braddock High School. Carlos and I, uh, we just started becoming cool. We started rapping together. Right. And this is at a time when, you know, Wu-Tang, they put out a, a string of solo albums mm. that just were not good. Mm. You had, you know, Takao 2000, in retrospect, was actually decent. Mm. But then, you know, you had Jizz's uh, second LP, Beneath the Surface. Yeah. That wasn't very good. Um, you had Raekwon's Immobility. That, oh, that was trash. Inspector Inspector Deck's Uncontrolled Substance was a huge Not disappointment. Yeah. You got released an album for <laughs> who the fuck knows why. why. Yeah. And so at this point, like, I'm struggling to find reasons. Like, I'm really <laughs> holding on because... because as, as it has been stated, I got I got the hip hop wave kind of late and the Wu Tang wave kind of late. Right. Right. So 
I really started getting into Wu-Tang at the end of my freshman year, all throughout sophomore year, at a time when their catalog was three and four years old, but was dope as hell. So people were like, all right, cool, you know, Wu-Tang forever, like, it's cool. It's not my favorite. In retrospect, it's dope. But at the time, people were like, you know, it's cool. And then all these bad solo albums come yeah. out. So they're like clowning me for like a Wu-Tang, <laughs> right? And Carlos knows some of the heads of my grade. They were real big dickheads, whatever. I was a dickhead too, it's all good. So, this album comes out and the, the single comes out first, right? The single comes out and Ghostface is in this like burgundy velour robe with this like ice cream cone looking microphone going through this wallaby <laughs> factory. Overflow of style. Right. Like just oozing, dripping with like mad flair. <laughs> He's got Raekwon in the video. Right. It's um it's Apollo, Apollo Kids. Kids. Like the yeah. beat is the beat is dope. I'm like, yo, I think I think Wu-Tang Ghostface is ready to come back and do it. So this album comes out and of course I'm loving it just by default, right? Mm. Just because like I wanted to like it so much. Um yeah. and you know the first you know eight tracks, nine tracks was like was really dope to me and then of course mm. you had Shay Shay Ghost. Yeah. And then over time, you know, the rest of the album really grew on me as well. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of where I was. And it was finally it was like, yo, like I was right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember uh playing Shay Shay Ghost before it was a single, before right, like right. everybody else in the school knew about it. I was like, yeah. yo, this song is dope. All of a sudden it becomes a huge smash. Yeah. I was like, yo, like I finally got one. Like I feel like yeah. my whole Wu Tang fandom had been had been justified by this album. So Ghostface yeah. you know, delivered for me. That's where I was. Come on, where were you? Where, where? So, <clears throat> I'll paint a picture for you guys. <laughs> yes, please. Paint, right, the paint the Carlos picture. picture. Make believe. Picture. Make believe that you are a very big punk rock fan. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the industry, all the labels decide that what's in is glam rock, big hair, right. dudes in makeup and leotards. <laughs> so you're feeling a little left out because that's not what you like about the genre. Right. right. That is where I was in the year mm. 2000 in regards to hip hop. Right. And in the midst of feeling that way, mm. Supreme Clientele drops and I'm right back in hip hop. <laughs> That's everything. right. That's right. Yeah. Such a classic album, immediately debated as Ghostface Killer's best. Yep. And I know we're going to hop into all of that. But yeah, that's where I was. Back to what Outlaw was saying about the video. I'll never forget the video of Apollo Kids because like you said, it was just so jarring. Uh, Ghost kind of has this stream of consciousness style as we know. He's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I'll never forget hanging with the homies. I think Rap City or something like that was on. And we were talking about something that we liked that came on before Apollo Kids. And I remember Apollo Kids came on and one of my boys was dissing it. It's like, oh, yo, this shit is whack, yo. Like, these Wu-Tang <laughs> niggas are whack. And I'll never forget, Ghost says, a pair of bright, fat, yellow Air Max. And the, and the camera pans down, and he's wearing these, like, red shoes. <laughs> my boy goes, yo, he can't even get his shoes right, yo. Like, he's talking about these Air Maxes. He don't even got them. And I just never forget how, how hard my boy was hating on this video. But um, this was also probably the first time we had, like, a Wu-Tang record that was really played in the party. And not the guy's party, not the, yo, we we the homies, we having a party. Like the party where the girls was at, you know, they had a record. You talking about Shay Shay? With Shay Shay, yeah, yeah, where it was getting played in the parties. Didn't yo, it still you know, gets dropped. It I'm, still gets dropped now, today. Yeah, I remember, I, I think it might have been 
Cisco's solo album with Thong Song was out oh, around this time or something. Cause yeah, that and, sounds about right. And that record was getting played at parties and the girls liked it, but they also liked this joint. So it was like you was having hardcore hip hop being played in the party with the girls. Loved it. Okay. So I, I'll say a, a few overarching highlights and then we can talk about actual songs. It's going to sure. be hard to do actual songs because this album is just that good. Like, yeah, I, I would mean, agree. This, this album is amazing and it's, it's not one of those albums. We talked about how, you know, you have an album that just has like a really strong run and the run mm -hmm. is so good that it makes it a classic album. Yeah. But this album is just very well balanced to where it like, is. I mean, there's amazing songs at the beginning, middle and end of, of, of the album. Um, but RZA is my overarching highlight. I mean, yes. God, Say like, and, and wow, RZA, yeah. RZA from the perspective of both as an MC and as yes. a producer. Because yes, absolutely. RZA as an MC. raps his ass he off. Does. He does. Yeah, but uh yeah, and, and, and I don't say that very often about RZA. No, I don't, so it I can't don't. be it can't be stated enough that like when RZA came on records that were already great, he elevated his performance yes. elevated the record every time on this, yeah. on this project. So uh he's my biggest highlight. And then as a producer, you know, and, and you talked about this a lot and you can elaborate more, but like supposedly he took care to basically take beats that other people had contributed and remix them in in a way that you know fit and made the album more cohesive so i don't know if you want to talk about that yeah so my understanding of this project and what you just spoke about is that you know when all the wu-tang members were doing their second run of albums or their first run if they hadn't done it in the first wave uh, as well as like the wu-tang affiliates right RZA was taking a hands-off approach. Now, of course, there are right. probably some politics involved. If you guys all seen the documentaries, there's, there's some of this, some of that. And so what he was doing is he was handing off a lot of these projects just to the MCs themselves. So, you know, Inspector Deck obviously had a big role to play in his own solo album. But then, you know, some of like um, some of the, the producers, so like Fourth Disciple, mm -hmm. Mathematics, they were helming up some of these projects. But the one project he said, yo, hands off, no one's going to touch this but me, is Ghostface's second album. RZA yeah. said spe very specifically, I'm still going to do this one. Yeah. And it wasn't just RZA as well. Like Ghostface mm -hmm. was in the studio as well, taking these beats, chopping them up, flipping yeah. them up and saying, yo, this is how we want it. We want this here. Mm -hmm. Ghost was very direct in this. But of course, the ultimate direction, the person, you know, 
help you know taking their mind helping it all coming together the yeah. added if you will was rizza yeah. doing that with this project and you're absolutely right like of all of the wu-tang you know the second wave of albums mm. this is the only one that legitimately had rizza's executive yeah. producer credit like not just in the credits but actually like hands-on like we're we're gonna do this we're gonna make a, a, a dope album and it yeah. showed it showed you can't tell that that his fingerprints are all over it absolutely just by listening to it so that i mean that's an interesting highlight there isn't mm -hmm. it's like a great point i like yeah. that you brought that up yeah. i mean how can you not mention ghostface you mm -hmm. know being a highlight on the album of course yeah this is probably where the debate started uh where you know people were like yo is ghostface the best out of wu-tang <laughs> is he the best out of all nine you think so because i think i think deck was still in his prime meth was still in his prime so I don't know if we thought he was the best. The we thing just with, thought he with might both be. of them is yeah. that they had already kind of missed the mark or yes. disappointed yep. with That's an true. album. That's and true. what we know from Ghost, he co-hosted Only Built for uh, Cuban Links, right. classic. Right. And Iron Man, everybody, you know, was high on that. Yeah, it's a classic. So to follow up with this, yeah. especially at that time, you know, where hip hop was and yeah. whatnot. It's like that's that's when I remember that debate starting. No, you're, like, you're absolutely right. He kind of like saved the Woo banner in a way. Yes, like, cause, exactly. Because like you said, they were putting out all these whack joints. Some, <laughs> something that I read on the wiki page that I did not know is apparently what happened was RZA said, I right, look, we need to... He, he basically made the executive decision to dilute their brand. And what he said was, we need to make these labels pay for us. So he was like, we're not putting out like another album where everybody in the Wu is on it. And and if you remember when we talked about like Deck and like all these other albums that we didn't think were that good, that's the reason why. Because he said, look, not only am I not going to be involved in your solo albums, I don't want you to get too many other Wu-Tang artists on your record because these labels think that they're getting like package deals where it's like, okay, you know, I have Method Man, so I also have Ghostface and Raekwon and everybody else. He's like, nah, they gotta pay for that. So I'ma I'm send you guys away with, you know, these underling producers that I have. Y'all go off on your own. Don't get too many collaborations with, with other folks. And I am not going to waste my time working on your project like that. So that was Riz's decision and you could hear it. You could really yeah. hear it in all these other albums. Um, another thing I read, which I did not know is, Apparently, um, Ghostface, during the time of working on this, um, had undiagnosed diabetes, and it was really bad. I and I he that. and RZA went to Africa, Benin, yeah, um, right. to try to, to essentially consult like alternative medicine doctors. And so that's the re one of the reasons I think that kind of brought them closer together. And one of the reasons probably why RZA wanted to do his project is because they said that like between him being in and out of jail and his health problems like i think they were kind of worried about if ghost was gonna be all right yeah so that's just an wow. interesting take you know yeah and you know going back to the point about the conversation the debate if you will mm -hmm. i think it did start around that time because like you said as well yinka that this album kind of saved wu-tang yeah. if you remember i think the Wu-Tang Clan's third album comes out either in 2000 or 2001, The W, Ugh. and that shit was garbage. <laughs> but the only reason why people had any kind of excitement for it is because yeah. Supreme Clientele and Shea Shea La Ghost. Like, yeah. This That's is true. the one that brought people back into the fold. Yeah. And from this point forward, 
Ghostface, like, look, the debate between who was actually the dopest MC, mm-hmm. it was still probably between Met the Man and Inspector Deck, right? Yeah. But in terms of who was the best solo artist coming out of the Wu-Tang, yeah. he not only did the conversation start, but it like ended as well. Yeah. Like there, it is him. Yeah. Um, yeah it's and him. It, it ended soon after this out. Like that's true. Once once the W came out and the other projects came out, it was like, yo, pretty much. You know, Bulletproof Wallets wasn't great, but yeah. it was still probably better than a lot of the other solo right. projects to come out. So, you know, yeah. after that point, it was like Ghostface was the only one that people were really but excited see, to yeah. I mean, the other highlight for me with this album is just lyrics. Yeah. How lyrically complex, like, this entire... Every song go like just goes so hard right lyrically yeah like the 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 bars the slang he uses he's the type of mc that you gotta look up you know <laughs> these lyrics just to, yeah. to and, yeah. and then when you look them up you're like good god this is what he's saying <laughs> so yeah. so it's almost like an onion all these layers and you keep peeling and loving everything that you're discovering yeah, about it in sure. terms of style and originality uh-huh. i mean ghostface Come on, it's ghosts. Yeah, for sure. There are few like him, and 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 that's what really for me uh-huh. is is what set him apart. Not just in the Wu Tang, but just as an artist. I mean, mm. Supreme Clientele. For those listening, it might not be aware. It's a top ten album in hip hop all time. Period. Wow. You can de- you could definitely debate definitely that for sure. for sure. It's it's in my top five. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why it's like just across the board, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking it's like, how can it not be top 10? But, you know, it's a debate, but it, it's just, it was clear uh, to, to a lot of people. And that's what separates him. Um, yeah. So lyrically, just the complexity, lyrically of this album, yeah. huge highlight for me. Yeah, the, the thing about the lyrics is so, is so entertaining. It's so funny just because this is one of my favorite hip hop albums. And the one thing that makes this album different than my other top but the other albums in my top five is this is the only one where I actually struggle to like memorize some of the lyrics. Like I can quote <laughs> ready to die, life after death, black on both sides and Wu-Tang forever. Like I can quote like those, maybe not Wu-Tang forever, but I can quote like the majority of those albums. Yeah. But this one, there's only a few songs where I, where I'm confident that I could spit every <laughs> single bar. Like there's only like yeah. a couple of tracks. But you, you know, know what's I, funny though? Uh, it, I, I could go through every single track yeah. and just recite one line Oh yeah, and yeah, for sure. And you'll smile and yeah. finish it. Oh, that's yeah. true. This is oh, actually yeah. true. It's so your bet went rah rah rah. Staple ass with an ambulance don't come. And, oh. and it's every track. <laughs> yeah, this is like, true. Yo, this is true. Not every MC does that to you. Yeah, Stomach I think one of the things that one of the things that lends itself to what you're saying, Outlaw, because I agree wholeheartedly. And like you said, like my favorite albums, most of them I can recite them word for word. I can rap chunks and pieces of songs here yeah. but like i think with most rappers their styles are much more linear whereas yeah. like you know ghostface will have a thought and he'll be rapping about the thought and then he'll just jump to some other thought and then he'll jump back in a way that like when you're memorizing a song like pieces of the verse don't make sense with other pieces yeah. so it's like yeah. you know this you rap is like cd <laughs> Face of real TV. TV. Crash at high speed, strawberry kiwi, nigga. Yeah. What are you saying? What are you saying? Catch me in the corner, not speaking. It's like, yo, I'm so familiar with that. Giving hickeys to Vianna White. Love oh, man. It's always yeah. so good. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I want to also say um, pretty much every review that I've read about this album said that the skits were too long and unnecessary. I typically say the same. Here, I actually don't agree. I I, yeah, I, don't I like agree the either. skits. I think that the skits are a good part of this. 
I think the um the chunks of you know to, um Iron Man uh, uh pieces that that are weaved in here uh, are just perfect musically, mm -hmm. and I like how it sets the whole theme. Um, so I, I thought that you know that was also really well done. The the sequencing and skits. I mean, you can make an argument that the crackhead interlude, the Droz interlude, whatever. Um, you can make an argument that maybe that's too long, but like. The child's play one or the the song where they're like talking about uh, like who would you fuck? Yeah, yeah, like that's a that's a great skit. It's it's you know such I mean? it's such like, barbershop. That's a talk. skit that I'll just I'll just listen to that skit just to listen to that. Right, skit. and I like the the samples that RZA has playing in yes. the background during the skits, um, especially that one. But um, the one thing I do not like about that is when the dude goes, "She looks bugged out. She looks African God." I don't oh, like that yeah, bitch, true. dog. Fuck her. I'm like, yo, uh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta relax, bro. But that's, uh, a, that's uh, definitely a, a '90s, 2000s thing. Like people don't talk like that anymore. Yeah, but uh, Let's but yeah, no, I I really I think that that's like definitely like you know your barbershop or as my man Trump would say your your locker room talk. Um, and and it, and it definitely fit. I actually like Woodrow the ba basshead. I yeah. wish he kept Woodrow the basshead in his subsequent albums because I like when when albums are tied together by like a skit theme. Um, and I thought Woodrow was funny, man. He's like, yo, Susan, throw it out the window, Susan. <laughs> now, is that superb or is that just some other person? I think that's superb. Is it perfect? Well, so it, it sounds like him. It's superb. It sounds like superb. Right. By the way, rest in peace, superb. He, yeah. he did yeah. pass away. Yeah. When did that happen? Um, I think it was uh, mid 2019. It was 18. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. it was 18. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna talk about superb as well. Yeah, you know? I, we don't have to bring it up now, but definitely there's some some talk about him. I also think that if I gotta give highlights, Lord Superb. His yeah. verse is amazing. Yeah. On the one album. on uh, Ghost Dini. Uh, yeah, on Ghost Dini. It's yeah. my. It's, it might be my favorite verse on this whole album. Um, Carlos, you were saying the same thing. If you don't bring me some motherfucking cognac, I kill you. I can't feel you. Ain't in my senses, and you ain't in my dollars. I fuck with rock wallets. No leashes, no collars. Rolex scholars, that's Ghost Dini. You, for a long time, I thought that, uh, you know, I kind of mistook Superb to be Ghostface. Yeah, they do sound I, I was, similar. Yeah, I was crediting Ghostface for months. And then yeah. I was like, oh, that's not him? <laughs> you and, know, and, you know, I immediately wanted uh, to learn more about Superb, uh, yeah. get more familiar. Like, the first intro to Superb on the album mm -hmm. is uh, Ghostini, right? Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it, it was just amazing. I, I immediately wanted to, to to know more about this dude. And, and yeah. if I'm correct, I'm pretty sure that he is uh, the bass head, you know? Y'all mm. supposed to be Big Willie. Y'all acting a little silly, <laughs> a little motherfucker. Silly. Love it. Love this dude. Oh, so, yeah. So, I thought yeah, he was good. I like that. And um, the, the other person I'll give, because we, we, we gave it up to Perb, I'm not a fan of Solomon Childs. I don't like him on most of their albums or his his performance is just whatever. I think he's really good on this album. He's on uh, Shook of Death, right? Yeah, he bodies that. And he's also doing like vocals, like background vocals on a couple other records on here. Oh, you know what? I wanted to mention uh, your comment on uh, the interludes and whatnot. Yeah. I did love the use of the actual Iron Man, you know, yes, and, yes. and all of that. And I, I love the intro to this album. Me too. I absolutely love the intro to yeah. this album. I love the fact that Ghostface Killer got sued for oh, <laughs> the intro did to he? this album. Yeah, he did. Uh, that makes uh, sense. 
He, but, they but just I ripped mean, that shit straight off. They just ripped it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just, it fits so well. So for our entertainment pleasure, he went ahead and, and, and took that lawsuit head on. Yeah. Perfect. Another thing I, I actually like about this album, um, and, and, you know, I'll just chalk it up to my, my ignorant human nature. Um, <clears throat> I like, like, beefs that are, like, sprinkled on albums mm-hmm. and so all of the like the allusions to like robbing 50 cent and like yeah. smacking them because of how to rob it's on Clyde this album Smith. i like all of them so i like Clyde Smith. 50 cent. <laughs> raekwon's like got, i got my little snacks and all that son you know and they, they like pitched his voice down so he was like clyde smith like this character i liked uh you know when he talks about uh two rob two rappers got robbed that night Whatever, whatever he's talking about, fifty. So I, I, I did appreciate that as well. So shout out to that. <laughs> I mean, what's interesting to me, you know, if I had to find low lights in mm-hmm. in the album, I would say that the, you know, it would be the interludes. I don't mind them too much. That one I felt shouldn't have been in the album at all. Mm. Um, but it, it's one of those things, you know, it doesn't really yeah. make a break. I mean, we're talking about a top 10 album, hands but I, down, in my opinion. But I think, right, to counter what you're saying, um, you know, one of the things about Wu is they were known to, like, fight on the road. They were known <laughs> to be some formidable cats, like, just in life. And so when How to Rob came out, like, people in the industry really felt a way. And so it would have been very un-Wu-Tang of them to not address the fact that they were called out on this song, somebody saying that they're going to rob them. You, you knew they were going to say or do something, either in, in real life <laughs> or say something on a record. And so I appreciated that they did say something about it personally. Right. Yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm kind of in line with Yinka on this one. So maybe looking back, it's kind of like, eh, like, right. how does this really fit? But at the time, especially where hip hop was, especially knowing Ghostface and Raekwon, yeah, right. uh, I was cool with it then as well. Yeah. So. Highlight production. I know we yes. mentioned Rizzo already. Yes. Um, there was collaboration. Yep. Can I please mention Juju from the Beat Nuts? Oh. Sharpen your sword. All praises do to your meth food tank clan. Scream on it. Hey yo, we at the weed gate waiting for Jake. We want eight ravioli bags, two thirsty villains yelling belly aches. Heavyweight rhyme writers hitting the grass, that's the ripest. Pull out this kite from this white bitch. Talking about dead ghosts, you the only nigga I know. Like when the cops come, you never hide your toes. Get started, mashing. CBL, ice water, metallic. Past tense placed in gold caskets. Drew Hill bitches, specialists lounging at the mine. Sway Kofi rap on the cover dentist. Rhymes is made of garlic. Never in the target when the knocks hit. Rumor is you might start to spit. Your night's lost. Sweet daddy Grace went lifted on the dance floor. Make oats free, followed by gods. Dunkin' high monument cakes. Be never half baked Alaskan. Sescapade pussy new court. Oh my god. Oh, so amazing like on here. That's my, might be my favorite. Oh, my favorite individual beat on here. If not, either that so. or we made it. I mean, one, that's the track we're talking about. It's, it's, it's called One. Mm-hmm. Um, produced by Juju. And personally, it might be the best flow um, just ever. The best flow I've ever heard. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying when the topic comes up of what's an MC with like a dope flow, this is one of the songs that comes to mind. Yeah. And it's debatable. So just the, the, the feel of the beat, the way it bounces. 
pull out this kite from this white bitch. Crash through, break the glass. With the goalie I mean, it's just, it's avant-garde, it's a prodigy on a beat that can't get better. Yes. Big shout to Juju from Juju the Juju murdered that. Uh, I murdered. like. I think Carlos Brody, um, you know, 6th July, he's a, a cat from the Hitman, so it's always interesting when you get, like, Puffy and, like, the bad boy kind of collaborations with Wu because it just it kind of doesn't make sense but then it happens so I think he was he was ill on his beats on here too so he did we made it yeah um, but uh, he really also did um, Saturday night Yo, the storytelling. Oh man, that's really fire. Good God, this guy just takes you from where you think you are and yeah. just you go directly to what he's talking about. Yeah. No chorus. It's just a day in the life type of song. Yeah. It's a short track, which is very rizzo like and Wu Tang like. Yeah. It's the type of thing. It's like, why is this one minute and ten seconds? Why isn't this long? Like I love. That's all they need. This is that's ghost. All they need. This is ghost at its best, and it's interesting yeah. because. You know, we had talked about the sound bombing too, and you know, I remember Mayor off that record. Um, right. You know, really made me a big Pharrell Monch fan. But like, this is that sample and a story, but it like it elevates it, like it takes it to another Absolutely. level. I, I I like Mayor because I like the sound effects and I like the whole story that he's telling cohesively. But Ghost is able to do with his words what you know pharaoh no diss to pharaoh because i think he's also a great storyteller but uh needed effects and a lot of other things to kind of give us and so i think i think the story on saturday night is is, is stellar yeah i would definitely agree for me the the standout beat has always been apollo kids from the mm. sun that's the one where i man if, I, if I'm listening to this album in my car and mm. I only had to go to one track, it's Apollo Kids. Mm. That's the one that's always stood out for me. It was the first single. It was the first track I heard from the album. Yeah. Um, but just like his 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 imagery on that as well. Um, you know, like, like you said, catch me in the corner, not speaking. Um, he's like, uh, uh, slap the five, master killer, cactus hiding form. Everybody break bread. Huddle around. around. Guzzle that. I'm, I'm about, about to throw a head in your bag. Like, oh my... Something about and, and the chorus too. We talked about it. Crash the high speed strawberry kiwi. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but I don't care. That shit is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that shit is absolutely fire. fire. It was hot back then, and it's hot today. So I'm gonna just go ahead and say shout out to creative people named Carlos because apparently Hassan, <laughs> who produced this, is his name is also Carlos Evans. So we got at right. least three Carloses who produced on this album, and they're all great. Shout people. out to all the Chucks. What up, Chuck? <laughs> The last ad I, I talk about before we go into individual tracks, we've already mm -hmm. spoken about some of them. Um, mm -hmm. And you even mentioned this, Yink, as well. But the sequencing on the album. Amazing. Yeah, we talked about, like, track runs. Like, who has the best track run? Right. But, I mean, there, I don't think there's any faults at all in the sequencing. Yeah. At all. It's great. 
Yeah, it's it, fantastic. It, it makes it so a record like Malcolm, which I'm yes. sorry, I normally would not listen to individually. Yes. But when I listen to this album, it, it the way it's sequenced Malcolm and Child's Play, like those records I would probably normally skip, but I listen to them just because of how well this is sequenced. Oh man, I could never skip Child's Play. Child's Play, <laughs> uh, just the way that sample was flipped. Yeah, I like I, it. I adore it because if you guys notice the sample, let's say it's like, you know, maybe four bars long. Right. But what, what, what he does is just repeat Stands that it, yeah. first dun, bar loop dun, dun, and then later dun. on is when he lets it like run off and i had yeah. never heard that i personally had never heard that done uh in hip-hop uh-huh. um until they get to that that the, the bridge part of it yeah. you know uh it's, i don't know just just give it, it give it a close listen sampling wise and production wise child's yeah. play is just it's fun it's funny because later and you know you guys may not agree with me so salute me or shoot me but later Kanye kind of steals that style, cleans it up, and and that becomes his thing, right? Like, yeah. like you know, taking a sample that doesn't quite loop exactly, and then you know, it, finding ways to extend it by repeating certain notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing I love about RZA is, like you said, like he kind of just leaves certain sloppy things in there where it's just yep. like you know, he just like lets the end of the the sample kind of ride a little bit and then, right. and then exactly. it flips back over again. But yeah, I really, I really it's do like, like how he people know RZA is a producer's producer. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of credit uh, that he deserves that you know isn't given to him, but producers are the first to know and to be honest i think uh even dre got has a lot of uh respect and admiration yeah uh for a lot of things that rizza does because he's like i'd never do that i'd clean that up yeah. i right. wouldn't release it like that right and and homie just he's creative enough to just release it he's just like yo this is what i'm yeah. doing and like and i think you're on to something Yinka, because that was the first place i ever heard it done that way mm. And I'm not saying it's the first time it ever happened, but that's the first, you know, released that way. And <laughs> after that, I started picking up that other producers were kind of trying it out. Yeah. And, and you know, but that's a technique that, no, no, no. Bobby Digi did that already. For sure, you know? for sure. Always an innovator, always a innovator. So do, uh, do we have any other highlights? The other thing I like about Ghost is like, so Dirty, Dirty has like, you know, a kind of a style where like he'll weave in like these records that kind of influenced him. In mm-hmm. different ways, um, but he does it like in a in a very deliberately okay I'm singing now type of thing. Yeah, Ghost does it, but it like just in random places. So back when I first heard this album, I did not know that Marvin Marvin you were a friend of mine friend was a song, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't know you that he was singing something. another song. So I'm just like, why is he talking about Marvin on this song? But uh, I like how he like just kind of like weaves in, you know. Yo, I'm influenced by this Rakim joint. I'm influenced by this record. Like, he just kind of throws it in there. It's, it's like a gumbo. I feel you. I feel you. Were you disappointed at all that, Ray, at least at the time, that Raekwon wasn't featured on this album more? Because I think initially, what I'm thinking is like, all right, you know, Raekwon's coming out with an album. Ghostface mm. is coming out with an album. I want them featured on each other's albums heavily. And yeah. they weren't. I, I mean, Raekwon mm. is on here twice. Yeah. But I think at the time, at least initially, I've... I've, I've, mm. I've Kind of forgot about it over the years. Like I didn't really care yeah. as much. But I think initially I was like, "Wow, like why isn't Raekwon on this album a little bit more?" I, I think it was so well balanced, mm-hmm. and I think also for us as Wu fans at the time, like 
this was the first Wu album we got in a while that had the core members featured throughout the album. So I think I was just happy to see Method Man's name, you know, Capadonna's name. I love Red Man, so Red Man's name, you know, like everybody's name was in the track list. So I was just happy that we got Wu back together. And and Method killed it on Buck. Oh, yeah. The biggest can't live Who I'm is We ain't got shit Something got to get Y'all done flipped y'all way Blacked out the crib Dying live for my legs And my badass kids freeze Looking at your ice like cheese I'm plotting on the mouse trap About to snatch the cheese I heard y'all kids is about that Psychotherapy You bugging Where the couch at Who till they bury me no, Everybody killed it on Buck They did Everybody killed it on Buck I think Redman got off Buck 50 I think this is the we, we spoke about this When we did the Pillage podcast But this was the verse That really made me like Open up my eyes To just yeah. kind of how nice Kappa was Because um, Kappa is another one of those Unorthodox kind of like lazy styles that yeah. if you don't pay attention enough you're just kind of like glancing at it you can seem kind of silly and this verse is silly but it's also so like out of that field that you're kind of like yo I fuck with this and I don't I don't know why I fuck with this verse so hard because I think I the first so time I heard it first time I heard it I was like what are you talking about right slide through with the ghost post up like paint on walls drip two wells big heat Ruffle inside the bubble goose, it's the hard couple. Hollow points follow you home, Staten Island. Playing with the big toys that make noise. Echo in the hall, a scared voice. Niggas start to act choice, but Duncan Hines didn't know Betty Crocker had two nines. Made the club moist, shattered the windows, dust heads running. Yo. The Rat King Glenn bust the black Jesus Yo, coming. The worst. <laughs> Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, I think this this verse definitely was the one that made me open my eyes and listen to Kappa. I think he really came off, and it's something like a verse that just like over time, like it just opens up. But um, and I said this before we started recording, so I'm gonna just say it again. I think we were totally wrong on the Capadonna episode. I said that he had the best verse on here. <laughs> you also said that. Um, nah, dog. Red man got off on this. Look, the words you talk, let it be the words you walk. Body you in the bed where the nurses are. Put your vein out, watch me insert the dart. Till it plagues from bricks to the Persian Gulf. Light circuits off. 33rd of my brain is off. That explains why my language off. My gun aim and cough. Y'all ain't trained to brawl. Y'all more like in training brawls. Wet behind the ear, you're not prepared for the project. Flow with extra stairs. I pass out a vest to wear. Yo, the hard wire starting bonfires. Pull a mask so you know it's me. And your weed got more seeds than ODB. Can't smoke with ya. Watch ghost tie rope to ya. Death and move will open ya. And shout to the RZA who produced that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure, for Amazing. Sure. Great song. Uh, we Great passed song. the grain, and the grain is really dope. RZA's storytelling on this is uh, is quite impressive as well. Tony Stark made the knocks, dogs block with the bins blocked up against the boulevard. Stocks had the bones block. One cop had the window glass like a simple crash. What the fuck? So you trying to play glass? He flashed his badge. Life's his and rather traces. At that moment, his fat partner started chasing. 